0: You have high standards for your craft, so you should have high standards for how you fuel your daily grind. That's why the free pizza podcast is proudly sponsored by High Brew Coffee. High Brew Coffee specializes in cold brew that's less bitter and has more antioxidants, twice the caffeine, and lower sugar than your average cup of joe. Choose from over 10 delicious flavors with dairy-free, added protein, and low-calorie options, plus a portion of every sale supports direct trade farmers in Colombia. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.highbrewcoffee.com, and use promo code pizza and brew for 20% off of your order of a 12 pack and get cold brew for those who do shipped directly to your door.
1: Free pizza, your platform for creatives and today we have my idol and superstar the amazing one and only in the world dot com <laughs> Garen World Slayer. You're entirely too much. That intro was sick. That was sick. You I made it. <laughs> that made me feel good for you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I deserve this hype. Stop it. Because you're my
0: idol. Stop. <laughs> my number one baby. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> me and Garen have known each other on the internet two years, a year and a half? Yeah, about a year and a half, two years. Um, because we have some mutuals and we met in person a month ago. A month ago and you stayed at my house. I stayed and had a sleepover at his house. <laughs> I feel like we were back in high school. We had a bubble bath. Oh, but only Jordan used it at that time. I know. God damn it. Anyways, we'll, we'll so. have ours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been here all weekend
1: hanging out. He's been a great host. I've been doing a lot of photo shoots in Wilmington and Carolina Beach. It's been a phenomenal shot him. You shot me. I shot you. You shot
0: me the best <laughs> photos of me that have ever been taken in my entire life. Up to date. I'm sure we'll see what happens in the future. You mean you're doing a second shoot of me? Oh, let's go. Yes, that's the only way you're going to be. let get him, baby. Yes.
1: <laughs> but Garen is a fantastic photographer. He's done road trips around the country. So he, he did that. He photographed that and vlogged that. And you're now in Wilmington, Caroline Beach yep same thing same, yeah, it's same same it's like 30 minutes from each other you know same thing um but you are a superstar out here and I'm i've got to meet a bunch of your friends <laughs> yeah, that you shop for <laughs> and everyone's so stoked about you so i'm
0: hyped for this interview brother dude i appreciate it thank you for having me on of course this of is course. uh this is dreamy for me i this was is... i was telling you yesterday that Ooh. a year ago i was in a very bad place in deployment out in the Middle East. Listening to your shows. <laughs> yeah, all the photographers. Dreaming about a day when this might happen to me, when I could be in the big leagues. Still Dude. not even close to you, but here I am. Bro,
1: this is my league right here. But hopefully big league <laughs> one day.
0: Yeah, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> Mark my words. Yes. But yeah, let's just jump on to your journey because it's a good one. Um, as a photographer, videographer, I'm sure photography was first. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, um... But let's jump in. Let's dive in. Back to when it first
0: started. It all began. <laughs> I guess it all started in fourth grade for me. I have a lot of photographers in my family. My my grandpa, he actually worked on movie sets, but he was a photographer. I have a great uncle that worked for um, Adobe and Canon, and then sick. Yeah. Why? Wow, what did he do for them? Um, he did everything. I have to figure out what he's doing for Adobe right now, but he currently works for Adobe, so I get hookups on. Oh, that stuff. on the, on all the don't, software. Don't tell anybody. I wouldn't say that on a podcast. Is oh. this recording? Oh, this
1: is. Oh, this <gasps> is the mic test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's good. Yeah, no, it's yeah. killer because they always guide me and give me a lot of great advice, especially him because he's still current in the field. He's still. So he's still a photographer. Yeah, obviously working with Adobe, yeah, person. Absolutely, yeah. and he worked for Canon forever. But that's awesome. My family has already been. They've always been pretty religious about film, and so I always borrowed my aunt's camera when I was in uh, elementary school, and finally she got tired of me holding it and bought me my own 35 millimeter, the Pentax ZX-60 over there.
1: Shout out to the Pentax, bro. It's honestly a phenomenal camera.
0: Dude, they're sick. Cause it auto-rewinds. Oh, I- yours does?
1: That one does.
0: So I it was mean, like mid kind of digital? Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I got it in like, what, 2000 or something? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, I've had one of those cameras. I've had a Minolta like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still, when I shoot film, I like my Canon AE-1. But I have to do, I don't want to twist it myself. I'm not a peasant. Just- <laughs> <laughs> when I first got that camera,
1: because I, I think everyone has had a one that's so important their it's lives. It's like the most popular film camera. Standard 35 millimeter. I did that, I've broken many of those handles. That's because your hands <laughs> are ginormous. And I'm just so strong. You're so strong, yes. like a grizzly bear, ah. yeah, but handsome. Yeah, thank you oh. oh my god I'm black <laughs> blushing right now damn it the black Brad Pitt <laughs> don't give away yet here's my, oh, my new URL I meant to say black Legolas exclusive black Legolas is my computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you see that this... yes you're ridiculous <laughs> anyways back on track cool so your aunt got you the pentass yep and you started shooting with that and said fourth
0: grade since fourth grade yes. at first my work had a lot of like fingers over the lenses yes you know in the future whenever people are analyzing my work when i'm famous they're gonna be like he had a stylistic interpretation i be like no i was in fourth grade i didn't know what i was doing exactly and if funny had <laughs> that
1: words where we kind of put words in photographers or artist mouths, and this is like um oh, no that wasn't it yeah oh, this, that just happened
0: i know there's absolutely. no deep meaning to it <laughs> yeah so i have boxes somewhere of all my old prints and eventually my family kind of got tired of paying for my film rolls. Oh, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, because I mean, I just had tons of them. You were just snapping. Yes. There's family events, friends, everything. everything. Usually it was travel. Oh, Um, yeah, okay. And so contrary to my work currently, I did a lot of landscape, or some of it was candids walking around, documentary-style stuff. I mean, I'm also talking about myself as like a 10 year old photographer this is, very true. <laughs> this is very true it's not like i had any crazy direction i just like to look at the world mm. it, i mean i did that for a while until i got my uh i asked when i was in high school for a camera a dslr and i got my canon rebel t2i which i shot with for like eight years
1: yo whenever anyone asks me and i'm a an Nikon person everyone knows that um i tell them hey the t2 i guess the five out five hours out now it's, who like, knows what it is the now qxr like, get that camera that camera is yeah. so
0: user-friendly exactly like the, 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 the Canon Canon rebels are, are great but anyway so yeah, go ahead. it's this it's the everybody starter camera it's like 200 bucks you get at the grocery store or something <laughs> <laughs> it's like milk eggs
1: oh let's go get this cannon right here too yeah. let's go ahead grab put it in the car you know i felt saying?
0: like somebody when i had that camera around my neck too because it it's the first camera that like looks like something i mean my 35 millimeter looks great but when i had that around i was like i'm a professional yeah you feel different <laughs> Dude, this is
1: like this beast is in my hands exactly of a, of a
0: machine so and i mean i shot with it all through high school i shot with it when i was an adult and i was hiking one day in uh, shenandoah and it was snowing and I had drip from one of the trees, like an icicle, and it fell strategically, like in the right spot, in my dial wheel, and it broke my camera. Are you serious? I'm one serious. One drip. One. Well, it was like an icicle, and it was the perfect, like perfect placement. And I think yeah. it was fate, my friend, because I tell you right now that that is the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to have to buy a new camera. Wow. So you bought. So but before we go to new camera, and what were you shooting throughout
1: these high school years?
0: So you said traveling a lot, but I'm sure you were. No, as soon as so, the way I approach film and digital is so different. I'm drawn to different things when I'm using either of them. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm as soon as I started shooting digital, I switched over to people instantly. Really, which is like my work now. It was all portrait stuff. Wow, and did you switch over because it was the I guess instant gratification? You just want to be able to get the to the photos faster and easier and i I think it was a natural switch because even now when i'll shoot film or iphone i shoot very similarly where i care about composition shadows Mm -hmm. um negative space a lot like your work yes but then i go to digital and i care about people's expressions i started being drawn to um candid emotion Mm -hmm. um and now i like posing a lot more but yeah, yeah, I, st- yeah. I still appreciate human emotion or, like, seeing people's faces, the light hitting it just the right way, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's what I shot all through high school. So, and I, honestly, I think a lot of it was the gratification of, like, showing friends and family because I love, literally love when someone's like, or even when I was a kid, that's a great photo. I'd be like, oh, stop. Wait, tell me again. And then <laughs> yes, that was a, my drive for a lot of my photography was I want someone to tell me it's good. And I know that about me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is, is. is Oh, it, it encourages you at a young age that people was like, yo, Garen, this is great. Or your high school friends are like, man, this is wonderful. Man, just keep doing this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. You know, muscle arms. Yeah, I should keep
0: doing this. You know? Minus my art teacher who was like, you're terrible. Go out and shoot more. And I was like, all right.
1: He can get fought on this plan. I hope he's doing well. She's doing great. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> my goodness. Okay, yes. Anyway, so, okay, we're going to out of high school. You fucked up your camera. Yep. On accident. Well,
0: fate, fate messed made it up that happen for, me. for you. Yeah.
1: So, forced you to buy a new camera. Yeah. So, what was the gap in between all that? Were you shooting film again? until you got a new camera, or did you instantly get one?
0: No. So I was cameraless for a little bit, and I was oh. having a, a manic oh. episode. I know. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> so I went out into the woods for seventy-four hours, and on the seventy-fourth hour, I emerged <laughs> on an event called Black Friday. And this is when my life changed because I spent all of the money that I had on a Sony A seven three body after doing copious amounts of research on what camera I should buy, and I was blown away by the concept of mirrorless because I'm an instant gratification guy. I'm shooting digital. Yes. What's more instant gratification than mirrorless? Mirrorless, what you see is literally what you're gonna get. I got this camera, no lens on it. I could only afford the body. When I say I spent all my money on it, I mean like I had $60 left over. Oh,
1: so you literally, you swipe that
0: card and you were like, okay. Yep. (laughs) And I had it sitting up on my dresser and I would walk by and I was just like, (gasps) shh, not yet. Our time will come. Oh my god. I didn't even get to shoot with it. I would just hold it. I would turn it on and play through the menu. I was trying to like memorize it as if it would do something. And finally my friend was like, dude, he had the Sony a7 III as well. And he's like, can I let you borrow a lens yeah. so you can shoot with it. I was like, really? Was like, I bet you were just like, bruh, heart yeah. racing. Like, yes, please, yes, please, absolutely. please, 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 please. It was a, uh, it was a stock kit lens. So it wasn't anything crazy. It was probably like 24 to 74 yeah. aperture, but still, but still you got to use your machine. I got to use my machine, all 24 megapixels of its glory Ugh,
1: for the first cameras. time.
0: Yeah. I think prior my Canon rebel was like 12 megapixels. So yeah, I yeah. thought these were like, I was like, I'm shooting 4k nat geo hd photographs no one can stop me let's go you look back at them now i'm like why are my photos neon blue (laughs) (laughs) i think you showed me an old account you had, but was was that what a sony you showed me um it was probably a mix between the two because yes yeah i shot with the canon too long like more than it was acceptable like people would be like they're like hey you're 26 or 25 why do you have that i'd be like shh Oh my god. <laughs> this is a children's camera. Someone's gonna fight you. Yeah, unless you have a canon rebel and you're listening to this, in which case you do you. You're doing great. I love it. Keep it up, sweetie. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so you got the lens and mm-hmm. did you go straight back to just doing people we traveling around? What people I,
0: I'm so drawn. The first series I did with that kit lens was I was shooting my friends. I started a series called My Friends Driving in Cars. And it was like it was a series I thought I was gonna do indefinitely, but It was only about 10 people or so, Mm -hmm. but I still love seeing it. I love seeing how my work grew from there. That was honestly before I was even shooting RAW. I was just shooting JPEG with those. Oh my God. So you discovered RAW when you were, when you got back into it with the Sony? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was shooting constantly. I was addicted to that camera. I would bring it with me to parties. I would bring it with me to bars um, out in town. And, you know, when you're out and about, you finally start to talk to photographers. Because I never thought that I would do this professionally. Mm -hmm. It was almost like... Um, I never thought that that would be an acceptable thing for me to do. I thought of other photographers as like, that's them. Like they're successful. That's so cool. They're good. Like I just do it as a hobby. And I would announce that almost to like save myself from saying I was ever going to be a professional. Yeah. But But you had that
1: in the back of your head that you wanted to be one day.
0: Yeah, so someone asked me a question and they were like, what are you most passionate about? And that's such a simple but riveting question. Yes. Because you have to sit down. And a lot of times when you're younger, you don't think about that question. Mm-hmm. You, you don't take that time because it's never asked of you. What are you going to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? Those questions aren't even what are you passionate about? It's the logical avenue that you're going to take to be like, quote, successful in whatever our society's depiction of success is. Mm-hmm. We're going down the rabbit hole. But- hey, that's what it is. That's, that's what
1: drives... A lot of people, man, just like, you know, figure out what the passion is and deep dive into themselves and Absolutely. go for it, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. But when you carry a camera around your neck, you every photographer in the world comes up to you, which is cool. I mm. love that. Because mm-hmm. I'm a people person. I love to talk to people and they'll come through like, hey, what are you doing? What do you like to shoot? I've been doing this. They tell you their story for a little bit. I love it. And then I had a great photographer, this guy that I look up to named Max, come up to me and he was like, hey, you're shooting raw, right? And I like had heard about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, but I was a little scared, and I like, read about it, and I was like, what's raw? I don't want to get in. Like, I never knew about editing. like I edited on my computer, and I'd like do the saturation a little bit, contrast. And I was like, all right, these are edited, or I'd mostly put it in black and white. That was it. Nothing like now, where I spent hours editing. So and much I, color and vibrancy. Yeah. We're going to get there, though. We'll get there. Yeah, and he was like, you shoot raw? And I was like, yeah, of course, dude. <laughs> of course. I like, While I'm Googling it on the side, I'm like, I shoot raw. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, it's my other memory. It it Bluetooth links to my other (laughs) camera back home, which holds the RAW. (laughs) So I, I went and everything someone told me, I like went and looked up, and then I found the deep, vast depth of information that is YouTube University. And I watched. I was in the military, and I would watch YouTube videos of photography on the way to work every single day because it kept me going. Yeah, yeah. Distracted me from the mundane life of the military. Well, oh arguably gosh. not mundane, but yeah. But, yeah, it's not, not mundane, but I see what you're saying. It was separate from what I truly wanted to be doing, which I would not find out till later.
1: Right. And we're going to get into your time in the service on the Daniel White show one day, because oh, yeah. I want to group you together with some people who I know who went in, and Ooh. I'm curious to hear That's different a branches.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm curious to get you all in one room, so we'll come back to why you went in there
0: and all that stuff. Yeah, you have to give me a line, because I have ADD, and next thing you know, we'll be talking about childhood memories. Oh, God. I think yeah. we already have. Oh, yes, we have, actually. Wow. That's where we started. <laughs> we all started?
1: <laughs> so you were shooting in the military, and you went yeah. in there got with your camera and everything. Yep. And... Uh, you, you told me story last time of kind of how you, because you weren't just jumping out of planes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a big skydiver. Skydiver. And weren't, weren't you, didn't, we didn't get the job of shooting through, somehow through that or was it something else?
0: um so i always wanted to get into skydiving photography but you have to mount your really expensive camera on your helmet
1: oh okay never mind Never mind. mind. and
0: uh, i never got to do that but i will one day because i think i would be really good at skydiving photography it's like such a crazy niche i have some friends that are really good at it yeah yeah Um, i haven't skydived in over a year though and i miss it so much no i just have a gopro when i do that um no i had a i had a Photography job in the military, they sent me to this school called NSW PIC.
1: Mm, okay,
0: okay. And it's not like technically sound. What you're doing is you're using like long exposures to capture stuff in the dark. And I was just learning how like ISO works and stuff like that. And I was That's using cool. a Canon uh, Mark V, Mark D, Five D Mark, Five D Mark Three, Mark whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool. Yeah, that was, was using- They're like spray painted. Yeah, great cameras. Doesn't do that mirrorless thing though, so they're trash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no they're I still love them. And when I pick one up I have nostalgic feelings every time I hold in I just love the
1: I love the way DSLR and I have a mirrorless system. I have a Fuji film that I use. That's my daily but I just love the way a DSLR with a battery grip feels. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I just, I just, the way it feels is just like, I don't know, this is different than mirrorless.
0: But obviously, I love mirrorless cameras. Yeah, and I mean, I shoot mirrorless like everybody does to have a more compact camera. But I'm over here. I added a battery pack to it. I'm going to add a roll cage. I want it to be bigger because I kind of like...
1: Yeah.
0: people like, oh, that's a camera.
1: That's a that's, a, that's a
0: beast. That's a meaty is. boy. Absolutely. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you were in the, the school... Where they taught you ISO and kind of some basics of, yeah, mostly doing we, night photography. Yeah, for we the would. Military.
0: We would like disguise our camera under brush, and we would have like a switch so that we wouldn't touch it. And you were just, yeah, night photography, anything like long distance using telephoto lenses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So what would be? Are you in? Was it sort of surveillance reasons or? Yeah. Okay. So that that's just like, it's surveillance reasons, and then also for like, um, you have to have a like a uh, a representation of what you were doing like you have to have proof that you're doing it to like give it to higher ups or whatever gotcha. but the the, the the sole purpose of it was for surveillance and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 i why? i'm curious why can't you touch the the so you couldn't touch the dial um no they just like the the practice that we had was using remote switches just because oh. if you're doing long exposure like 30 seconds to light up a completely oh yeah room, you don't yeah 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 there's cool stuff you would get a guy to sneak down there with like a lighter and turn it on for a second, and it would light up your entire photo because you didn't have any light source prior. So
1: it we'll would take all that. And
0: just, just one second. Psh, yeah. And you'd see the flame really big, and it would just give you a circle around the information that you needed. Usually it's like a license plate or like somebody doing they're not supposed to.
1: Yo, that's freaking
0: wild. Yeah, it's cool. Dang, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> so I'm sure, you're happy, I'm sure you were happy that you were able to kind of, you know, have that creative just fulfilled a little bit in the, in the, in the service, you know, cause I was yeah. photography and stuff. So kind of what, how, how was the journey after that when you, cause eventually you were documenting where you were going, right?
0: Yeah. I tried to document everywhere I was going. Um, because I just wanted like a visual catalog of my experiences. I wanted to remember things because the old uh, the old dome piece doesn't remember what it used to, but my mm. camera does.
1: Yes, exactly. And exactly. that's why I love photography.
0: Yeah. Love photography, photography. Exactly. We were talking about this yesterday where it's just like it will unlock all of these emotions and memories that might have been forgotten. Exactly. And I'm sure that's cliche and a lot of photographers say the same thing, but an image that you've taken in that specific moment is so powerful down mm-hmm. to the very colors you use because it evokes emotion. Yes. And then now you're flooded, usually with the happier memories. Uh, photography has a neat trick of allowing us to forget some of the sadder memories and remember the highlights. But Absolutely. I also, I love that. Yeah. I want to live in my dream world. Dude, I just want
1: everyone, I tell everyone, the photographer, and any other artist as well,
0: make you some physical books, even if it's just for yourself. Exactly. I have a. A class about that when my uh, professor was saying that we need to do it because at one point photographers were begging to have their work published by their own mm-hmm. uh, depiction of it, but magazines always got in the way because they wanted to err on the side of consumerism and sometimes that's not the art, artist depiction. I'm mm-hmm. gonna argue that a lot of times it's not, but. Now you can make a photo book for $40 of your very own work and have it sit in your house. That's powerful. Freaking amazing.
1: Of your own memories and experiences. Exactly. You know? So do it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Back to (laughs) documenting your time in the service. Because that's kind of where I
0: discovered who you were. Yep. Do mutuals. Actually, I forced my way into your life and DM'd you every (laughs) week and asked you questions about photography. Which, by the way, you were overly nice about.
1: Yes. Always. Gonna, yeah, gonna, I don't have
0: anything to hide. Not, or have anything to, you know, keep a gatekeeper or anything, so. No, exactly. I yeah. remember one of the first things I complimented you maybe like three months into my fanboy process of Daniel White. And I, I remember your response was, no, I'm trying to keep up with you. And I was like, this guy's humble. <laughs> and he's lying to me. You were doing <laughs> amazing work over there. I, was, I would have loved to do that over there. Yeah. There I still some, would like to go over there and do something like that. There were some crazy shots. Like the camel shot I got was still pretty crazy because those were the king's camels yeah and this is yes yeah, so you gotta give me some of those photos
1: to put on the oh on absolutely the yeah um but yeah so obviously you got over there you documenting everything and you had an incident with your camera where Ooh, it broke
0: <laughs> i got too caught up in thinking that i was because i was traveling doing photography so i had this subconscious Idea that I was working for Nat Geo, Mm -hmm. you know, because that was my wildest dreams. Even though I'm a portrait photographer, I was shooting my friend on the back of a jet ski in Fujairah in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And um, he was doing one of those jet boards. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but...
1: Oh, no, I think I have.
0: So you stand, you get locked into this board, and then there's water that shoots out the bottom, and you oh. can, like, hover on it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I had an 85mm, because I told him I, he wanted this sick photo. He was so excited about it. And I was like, okay, I have an 85mm. You don't know what that means, but I can be far away from you. So stay away from stay me, away from you me, stupid please. hooligan. I'm still mad at him, but... <laughs> The free piece of podcast is sponsored by Zipster
1: specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you.
0: I was taking the pictures and I was just like doing what I normally do was just telling him how great they were coming out and he was getting excited. So he did a backflip over towards me and the backflip, Um, because of the way the board is, sprayed the water directly at me because he flipped it straight at me. And he came up out of the water excited. He was like, dude, did you get that? That was crazy. And I was just, take me back. I got soaked. My camera, I knew it already. So it was too late for you to kind of make a a quick move to kind of save it? No, when I say I got drenched, it might have been the same thing as 30 waves. Oh, just all in your camera. A score of waves washed down upon me. And mind you, you are, what country were you in? Uh, this was United
1: Arab Emirates. Okay, so- UAE. You, right, so you were nowhere, really, you can just go grab another camera. Where no. I had
0: the resources to even do so. No. Or, yeah, because one, this was this camera, mind you, that I spent all of my money on. Yeah. And I was very attached to. And I went back, and I knew something was wrong, and I let it air out for a long time before I messed with anything. The SD card's SanDisk, or uh, waterproof if you get the Elites, but I still waited till it was dry, and when I plugged it in- pink lines across all of my now raw files shout out max um across all of my work and i did i tried everything i could i looked it all up nobody had had this problem um and yeah i was without a camera and i felt like i had again. lost myself again oh, i had an identity twice. crisis oh. this was a big identity crisis cuz this was kind of all i had it was my rock during yeah. this deployment um and yeah i had to go a long time and i was a sad boy. So, oh my gosh. So, and that
1: was kind of your, your job was documenting, right? Was so, it was hard. a
0: side job of mine. Okay, it was a side job. Okay. Um, it, it was definitely not my first job and I did it more than I was supposed to. Gotcha. And gotcha. um yeah, so I was lucky enough to complain in immaculate amount and my family kind of gave me a loan for a camera. Yes. Cause they knew how much this meant to me. I was telling them all about it and they gave me a loan and I got a camera and the closest place to get one was Dubai. Wow. And I was like, Hey, if I'm spending the money, let me look at upgrades.
1: Oh, so this is, I got got the model up. I got the, the
0: model A7. A- A7R3. Yes. Yeah. I remember that camera came out. Cause it has 42 megapixels. Yeah. Beast of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, it's more for portrait. And at this time I had learned more of my direction. I knew I wanted to do portraits mm-hmm. more than anything. So mm-hmm. I was like portrait camera, portrait Garen. Garen's now a photographer. Garen does portrait photos. Garen needs more megapixels. Did I need more megapixels? Probably not, <laughs> but, but I love did. them. But you have them. Yeah. Cause because you want to blow something up, you know? Now I can zoom into your eye and see me. Which is all I do with photos now. Just kidding. Damn right. Um, yeah, so I got that one and I had to get it delivered. I had to arrange for a man to... It was kind of sketchy. I had to arrange for a man to go to Dubai and bring it back to me because what? I wasn't allowed to go there at the time. Yeah. Why
1: well, can you go to Dubai?
0: Um, just because there's travel restrictions okay. based on what our job is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you have to have explicit permission and stuff like that. So you found a guy... I found a guy working at a camera store near the city I was at, and he didn't have any of them. And he was willing to go drive to Dubai at no cost to bring it just for the marginal profit he would make from his store. Are you serious? He did, did it. pay him first? Um, I put a deposit on okay, cool. <laughs> and I did not pay, because trust me, that would yeah, not hey, have gone well.
1: If he was like, hey, I need all the money first, he would like,
0: uh... No way. But I was kind of desperate, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Flash forward to the scene of me sitting in the passenger seat with him, <laughs> going, going a wall to get my
1: camera. But he brought it back for you, mm-hmm. and you were probably so amped. Amped. Um, a question. I know some cameras are in different countries, they're kind of different
0: models. Was it just a regular? It was the uh, like not... so the guide came in Arabic. Um, my camera was in Arabic. Okay, but it was a simple fix. Yeah. All I had to do was uh to get a firmware update, change it to English. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Cool. So you got the camera back. Yeah. So you're back on the saddle. Back. Um, did you also lose your lens as well? You, you, no, the lenses
0: the were fine. My, I still use my 85, but it has bad juju. I don't like using it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I eventually <laughs> would get that camera fixed. I brought it back to the US and That's got it repaired, right. and I still shoot with it. It's my second camera for weddings. Yeah. So yeah, it worked yeah. out. That's freaking awesome. Because otherwise, I'd be hard pressed to buy two bodies right now. Right. So for people who may have that problem, what do you know what the issue was? Is? Um, so yes, with these mirrorless cameras, we thought it was the sensor, but that doesn't make as much sense. It has to do with, um, how it's not weatherproofed with the inputs. So all they had to do was he, if they replaced the sensor, it would have been really expensive, mm-hmm. but there was some diode or some electrical thing that they could swap switch out Six. just because it had water damage. Okay. Yeah. 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 I and mean, they fits that, and it was great. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Okay. I actually couldn't believe it, and I still shoot with it. Yeah, it was great, awesome, amazing camera. My so you
1: upgrade and still kind of keep your, you know, keep
0: your camera. I yeah, I'm a Sony advocate. Like Sony to me has been life changing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some. I know riders for Sony, and I get it. I had a Sony A, 5500 for a second. Yeah, I wanted the viewfinder, that's why I swapped it out for the Fuji. Yep. Um, but yeah, great cameras. Okay, so you're back. So obviously. You come out of the military. You were there for five? Six years. Six years. On the
0: nose. Yeah, um, I got out this year. Deal. Oh, oh, this year. This January. Just, yeah, oh. January 13th.
1: Wow, you came out. Wow, really? It's been, no way. I feel like yep. it's been so much longer. No. That's crazy. It's been a crazy year. Yes, it has. This year is just. I've done so much this year. Yes, you have. So it was bonkers. So you came back, you know, ready to, ready to party. and You got into school no
0: no so So i i knew i wanted to do a decompression trip after the military because i mean every aspect of my life was controlled i was if i wanted to go anywhere i had to fill out paperwork i got to have a certain haircut no piercings you gotta ask permission to get tattoos and so i just wanted to conceptualize this unfound freedom that i hadn't had before so i wanted to do this trip because i needed i needed to i knew that i had freedom but i wanted to i wanted to fall down upon me and just be like Painstakingly obvious. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't think I would have known. I think I would have kept my old like military ways Oh, really? So I like while I was on deployment one of the things keeping me going was planning this trip and I was gonna do it by myself with me and my dog and um, I was gonna build out my truck and it started out as I was gonna do a one-week trip And then I just kept elongating it and I was gonna hit all the national parks And I was like this is Garen's trip. This is my dream trip. I'm gonna go do everything that I can um, And I'm just gonna see the world and I'm not going to have like too tight of a schedule. If I want to go sit on top of a mountain for a day, I'll move my next day to the right. I'll just stay up on that yep, mountain. That's it. And I did that trip. It didn't go the way that it was supposed to originally because I fell into an RV instead of the truck. Mm-hmm. And I um, also fell in love along the way. <laughs> and I ended up taking a lady with me who is an amazing photographer, Flaming Flamin Ames. Flaming Ames. Amy is asleep as hell right now yep sleepy girl original (laughs) sleepy girl photography is what she should be called (laughs) i'm actually gonna make her change her handle she won't never drinking her coffee yep (laughs) never finishing her coffee herself (laughs) yeah so the trip was just me filming her not finishing her coffee around the us i remember seeing that actually yeah i I still get people that message me and they're like yo dude did she finish her coffee today i was like i need to bring that series back you really do yeah that was so funny i actually kind of want to make a t-shirt because I obviously want to copy every single thing you do, so I want to make t-shirts, and I want one to be like, Amy doesn't finish her coffee, or something. Dude, honestly, that would be so hilarious. The world's hilarious shirts. Yeah. Dude, what, what does that mean? I just want a slew of shirts like you do. I wear your shirts every day. Dude, I love you. I wear them to family events. <laughs> I'm going to wear them to funerals. Oh, dude, I'm with it. I'll bring light to their lives. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and when's the Daniel White Garen World Slayer T-shirt coming out?
1: Um, the Fit Program? No. Or just a regular... The, the T-shirt. We're going to talk to a certain artist we know to draw up something. Yeah. We're just going to put them out and have our friends wear them. The greatest
0: artist I know. He doesn't know he's doing it yet. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he's not answering any phone calls. Anyways. Um, <laughs> That's beside the point. <laughs> Let's get back on track here. So, road tripping. So. Oh, man. Wow, I have mad
1: ADD. <laughs> no, it's fine. It works. I want my people going off. Right, I'll natural. go everywhere. It's natural. Yeah. So, on a road trip, planning out having
0: amazing partners, uh, the the wonderful Doggy and yeah. Amy. Artemis and Amy. I could not have asked for better, better road trip companions. It looked like it was amazing because honestly like I was super fixated on this trip being solo and the more I was with Amy the more I realized how much better she made my trip mm. in the way that like having someone to talk to and she never made the trip about her like she was aware that it was my trip but like sharing those experiences and like reflection because there was a yes. lot of meditation reflection stuff like that yes having someone to share that with was great it's phenomenal exactly you
1: know, I mean every when you break it down I man. it's good to have memories to share with people and yeah. to share you doing things for yourself is great but if you have someone that's down for you and you're in love with and all that it just makes it a lot better so that's awesome that she was able to go on that insane excursion with you and it looked phenomenal yeah so. i
0: mean she had an amazing job she quit it and we both just hit the road we love his dreams man it was awesome yes. literally like that was that was the blooming of our, both of our photography dreams really yeah That was the start of whenever I refused to take like no for an answer and I demanded the world accept me as a photographer. Dang it and I'm going to talk about this thing I was telling you last night that my mom was telling me, but she was telling me that uh, the most inspirational thing that she's ever said to me was that nobody will ever give you permission to be the person that you want to be. You have to demand it. And most people count on your failure more than they count on your successes. And that's a cold, hard truth of the world. So yes, nobody was ever going to sit me down and be like, Garen, I think you should be a photographer. At the end of the day, they'll say like your work's good. I had to tell everyone else I'm a photographer now because at some point you have to demand that the world take you seriously mm-hmm. and that was never going to happen. I want one day you just have to be like that's it. This is what I'm doing and you know, I wasn't going to take no for an answer and that was the start of it. That was that that trip.
1: I freaking love that so much. I love um, you. He's so right. Creat- creative listen listen up. He is very true about that. You got to You gotta make your path you gotta be yourself you have to tell the world who the fuck you are exactly and you're gonna have haters hell yeah closest
0: to you are you're gonna be your biggest haters exactly some people don't want you to change so like they see who you were growing up and they're comfortable with that yeah all of a sudden daniel white's crushing the photo game even though he's been doing it for 10 years they're gonna be like this (laughs) isn't the daniel i know he used to like watching football you don't want to be a sportscaster or something random yeah demand it literally don't take no for an answer if you want something bad enough yell it from the mountaintops and then kick everyone else out that says you can't do it. Dang. Right.
1: Uh. So on the trip, you were, weren't you doing photo assignments on the trip?
0: Yeah, I was actually. So I was lucky enough to be doing them. Um, which was kind of crazy to think about now is that yeah. I, I had opportunities to do them state to state and I had to cancel a lot of them because of, uh, COVID shout out COVID mm. because mm-hmm. a lot of the work that I was going to do was in LA, San Diego. Um, texas um florida i had a gig in florida um, that got canceled no i ended up doing the florida one which was great um the san diego and the la one got canceled and i had a bunch over there i i still uh, wanna, i still want to go do them
1: damn because you were stuck over there for
0: yeah and i found out i have friends all around the country yeah but yeah we got stuck over there because of covid yeah I was in Death Valley, this is kind of an interesting story, and a crazy sandstorm blew through there and we didn't have cell service, no internet, nothing, so it was, we were there for a week and it was, it was bliss, but when we emerged from Death Valley, we went back to San Diego and we were kind of like checking the, our phones on the way there and we're like, what's going on? And I went to a random Walmart and people were like attacking each other. I had someone, I went and grabbed my grocery cart and someone took it from me. And I was like, what's going on? And then we like, started checking. We're like, oh, COVID shutdown might be happening. All this stuff. Because we were staying at campsites.
1: Oh, wow. So you were away from this and it had no clue this was going on.
0: Yeah, the week that it happened, the very week when I emerged back into the world, COVID was happening. Because oh I, I was alone in Death Valley. Yeah, you were just living your life. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I got some amazing shots in Death Valley. Oh, that spot was... Oh, yes. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, you need to go. Oh, my God. It's the lowest point in the U.S. and the hottest point in the U.S., but for us, it was like 80 degrees. It only gets two inches of rainfall a year, but that night, it broke the record in one night, which is how I got that crazy shot of Amy with the salt uh, flats reflecting. Yes. Because that doesn't happen. Yeah. I bet you were just like, this is great timing. To be honest, I was so moved by that shot that I was almost like overly emotional like on the verge of tears just seeing that exist and i knew like that i was welled up with passion to the point where like i was like i can't believe this shot is happening and i i didn't have the dress with me we were on like a two-mile hike and i was in steel-toed hiking boots and i ran as fast as i can back to my car to grab that dress yes full sprint people were staring at me because I knew the wind was going to die down, I knew if I didn't do this, then I wasn't going to get the shot. And I think I had 10 or 15 minutes of shooting before it picked up and the shots were lost. So to this day, I still know I made the ultimate right decision.
1: Business owners have a lot to worry about, but now credit card processing doesn't have to be added to the list. Vector Payments helps to simplify the payment experience for businesses by offering steady rates, a simplified application process, no fees, and 100% transparency. Vector Payments offers guaranteed lower rates. And if they can't, you'll receive a $100 American Express gift card or donation in your name to a charity of your choice. Visit www.vectorpayments.com for more information. And don't forget to mention that we sent you for a bonus. Dude as as photographers you it, and, and photographers will understand this and maybe even even people in other formats or other mediums like when you have opportunity to get that shot and knowing that you probably won't be able to get it again you will jump through the hoops. So you're running to the dress. Yes. Like, I got to get this.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and if if you don't do that, then you should do that because you're going to pass up on these opportunities and mm-hmm. it is always worth it. Even if your shot sucks, you'll remember the effort that you put exactly. in for that. But you'll know. Yeah. That moment. It's like, oh, that's it.
1: Stay right there. I, I'm, we're going to make this work somehow.
0: Yes. Because my favorite movie, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, so good. So good. There's that one scene where the notorious photographer with the snow leopard, it makes me so mad. Very in the movie. They try and make it so cliche. He's like, Sometimes I don't take the shot, I just like to see it. And then he doesn't take the picture of this beautiful, composed snow leopard. I'm like, This is no photographer does this. You're no, lying to yourself. You're that. getting that photo. Yeah. And I'm having it on burst because I'm shooting digital, not film like him. It's like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, that part bothers me the most, but I love that movie, dude. That is, uh, if
1: you haven't seen it, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, um, Life Magazine, Life Magazine. It's it's yes, it's it's a phenomenal movie, you know, especially
0: you, if you're a photographer. Go watch it. Oh
1: yeah, just yeah, or if you just like creative, cool journeys. Yeah, you know, or um, if you're cool, Or if you're cool, exactly. Um, so obviously, Death Valley can't make it to coronavirus. Mm, got yes. stuck in San Diego forever.
0: So, we were in San Diego, and we were going to get stuck in San Diego forever, and I had to make a plan, because we didn't know how bad this thing was going to be. So, we were near Joshua Tree, and we hadn't gone there yet, because our ultimate goal was to hit all the national parks. Mm -hmm. We thought about going to Alaska, but we didn't know if the borders were going to shut down, because I was so close to it. Oh, yeah. San Diego was going to get pricey, because um, RV parks are a little more expensive, like $40 a night, and Mm. the possibility of us being stuck there for a long time... It would be a lot of money. Yeah, and I... I wasn't making money minus photography for this trip and I wasn't charging a crazy amount for these, these, uh, endeavors, but I still had my thing saved up. It was mostly gas. I mean, I was getting 10 miles to the gallon in this RV. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But I got rid of all my bills. I paid off all my debts before this trip happened. And yeah, so I made the decision. I had, uh, my best friend was up in San Francisco area, Bay area. And I was like, Hey, I, knew, I was going to visit him anyway. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to skip this portion of my trip and go hole up with you because then I don't have to stay in an RV every night. And we got quarantined with them. We drove through the night, like 11, 12 hours to get there. Through the night, because we were afraid that uh, the rumor in California was that city borders were gonna shut down. Oh. And we were in a unique position, because everybody is gonna be quarantined in their home. But we were worried we were gonna get quarantined on the other side of the country from anybody that we know. Right. And I'm like, okay, now we're camping out in the woods for a month? What if I run out of supplies? Like, There wasn't water when I came back from Death Valley. So when I went to go get my water, I was like, hey, like, you guys have faucets in your house. I live off of Walmart water. Like, I bring in my own Culligan bottles and refill them, and I couldn't get that can't stuff. Do that. Oh, yeah, all the gallons can't were lie. gone. Like, I made this little vlog about the shelves being completely empty. Dude, that was a horrible time. I was going to panic. Like, honestly, I was like, we might have to drive back over three days and back to kid, North Carolina. Back home. Yeah, but luckily we hold up with them because I was... I was motivated, I was like, this is my trip, I'm unwilling to let go, Mm -hmm. I need this decompression, and there's so many things I didn't get to see, I wanted to go to Utah, Zion, Arches, I needed to still go to um, Redwoods, I had just seen, um, what's the other crazy trees?
1: Redwood, no, not Redwoods, Um, you said that. Um, It's near
0: Death Valley, anyway, Sequoia. Sequoia, So I had just been to Sequoia, and they were impressive. The trees were amazing, but I wanted to see the world's biggest trees, which is the Redwoods. Mm -hmm. But Sequoia was cool because it's where they filmed Star Wars, the Battle of Endor. And Death Valley was also where they filmed Star Wars for Tatooine. So I inadvertently accidentally went on a Star Wars, uh, I guess, like personal tour.
1: That is awesome.
0: Yeah. Ah! Ah! So you're in San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. So I went up there overnight and just hold up with them. I pulled in too late when they were sleeping. So I literally slept in their driveway Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen them in a bit. So it was very exciting. And um, we couldn't do much there. You know, we didn't know how severe it was. So we barely even went to the grocery store. We, mm-hmm. we went up with our masks, you know, hand sanitized our whole body, mm-hmm. bathed in it. And then we got enough groceries to last us for like a month. Because when this first came out, we, we were like, everybody's going to die. Dude, honestly though, seriously. we, we That's all how we. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in California. We knew that we were in one of the spots. All my relatives were texting me. They're like, yo, you're in the danger spots. That's like where the it's the worst. Home. Yep. Come home. Ooh. They wanted me to drive through the night. To come back, and I was like, no, my trip, no, I'm staying, and I'm dying of COVID on this mountain, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I'm, you guys are gonna get it in the cities. I'm gonna go to a mountaintop, and I'm gonna survive. Hey, honestly though, yes, and I'm gonna emerge, ready to post my photo on Instagram one day, and then I'm gonna be like, why is there no likes? <gasps> the world's gone. The world's done. <laughs> we we'll t- be in some freaking
1: um, uh, he is uh, not, he is legend. Um, I am legend. Shit. I am legend. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that honestly though, I thought that was gonna like be something like that. I was just like, dude, this is about to be insane. No one knows what's happening. No experts know what's happening. Like people were just
0: dying. Absolutely, and this is a reckoning. It, basically, <laughs> yes, it was unprecedented since yeah. like you know the Black Pig or the Spanish Flu. Go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you there for a while? Obviously, you were able to come back. Yeah, Um it got cut short. Yeah, so we came back in May. Yeah, which was ultimately. It was good for my career, yeah. Because yeah. Why that? because I came back and I just started shooting because I didn't have a job and I needed to make back all the money that I spent. Mm-hmm. And I started shooting in town. Um, and like when I when I had been doing paid gigs, I'm not like I'm doing now, where I was doing couple shoots here and there, or I was getting hired for like uh, personal, where it's like someone just wanted to look good, they wanted like Instagram pics or something. Um, And then I got home and I got my first job with a local company called Modern Legend. I think was my first job in town, which is owned by Catherine Hawksworth. It's Wilmington's delight. To Catherine. To Catherine. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely amazing. So nice. So nice. She's one of my favorite people. And she was one of the first people to hire me. And honestly, I have the world's most respect for her because I wanted to do photography so badly that I was charging next to nothing. For the shoots. And... I did the shoot and that's where she's like, yeah, just let me know your rate. And I told her and she literally was like, Garen, you need, you deserve more money than this. She's like, are you trying to do this full time? I'm like, yeah, this is all I want to do. She's like, I'm going to pay you more and you're going to take it. And she like set my new rate. And she demanded that I take myself seriously. And someone like that is so beautiful. You need people like that. Because we hurt ourselves when we charge too little. Exactly. Exactly. And I had someone put it into perspective for me. They were like, how many hours do you spend editing? How many, how many hours do you spend with your creative process? Mm-hmm. The drive to the shoot, all this stuff. And you break it down. And you say, you say a shoot's like 300 bucks for the hour. And it sounds like you're making lawyer money. But you do one shoot a day. You spend eight hours editing. And the creative process. Now you break it down, you're like, oh, sh- I'm only making fifteen bucks an hour. That's
1: so. That's kind of getting by, you know. I mean, you're getting by, but that's not bad money. But when you break it down, it makes sense of why people charge what they charge.
0: No, exactly, because if you think about it, I mean, I have to do like five or six shoots a week to like make what I was making. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because then you gotta you gotta balance the grind. And then you gotta balance the passion. And um, I was able to do that for the first time with Catherine because it was something I was passionate about. It's local. Um, it's it's cool fashion. She has she supports artists and um, I think my first shoot with her was the Under the Bridge shoot, which was really grungy. Was, was Onra
1: on that one? Onra was in it, Megan yeah, was I'm in it. Those, yeah. Panda was in it.
0: Yeah. Dude, so sick. Jacob. Jacob was a guest, he was a guest model, because he was, he was, here was in in the town. guy I was quarantined with in California. Yeah, I yeah. met him last time I was here. Yeah. What a wonderful guy. Yeah. I'm sure
1: you made me listen to this. You're good a model. I hope he listens dude. to it. Um, so that was your first
0: big brand shoot? Was it Modern Legend? Yeah, that was my first big boy shoot, I would think, because, I mean, I had been racking and stacking the mini shoots. Yeah. Which probably is what you were seeing being posted and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that one was a lot. I think I, I think I honestly turned in like five hundred photos for that shoot. Really? Like it was a wedding.
1: So let's talk about that experience. So what was your process in kind of capturing kind of what she wanted? Was it free range? Or did she give you some sort of direction?
0: So that was that was my second fashion shoot paid fashion shoot ever. And the first one I made a lot of mistakes. It was mm. for this it was for this random Instagram brand. Yeah yeah. Which is is unimportant, but We I realized that I'm such a portrait um, photographer that I I tend to focus on the subject so much when in fashion photography, uh, your subject then becomes the clothes or the secondary subject is now the person. Mm -hmm. And I had so many shots where the brand wasn't out, the tag was there, stuff like that. So that really keened my eyes to prepare me for this shoot, which Mm -hmm. was so much more large scale. And um, that was that would have been a bad shoot because it was a day that we had to coordinate four model schedules. We had a whole line that we had to shoot. Um, It was noon for somehow. I said my only request is that we don't shoot at noon. Noon. It's the only request I have. Somehow I'm out there at noon. It's raining now. We switched locations last minute. We're driving down the road, just trying to look for spots, and we found a bridge. Yeah, and we shot the entire shoot under a bridge because it's pouring either side, and I have that harsh lighting. And suddenly, it's gone because it's acting as like cloud cover for me. Yes, and it came out pretty good because um, Catherine was like, "I was like, hey, how do you want these? Like, do you have any uh, inspirations you want to show me off Pinterest?" She's like, "Do it in your style, however you want." And I was like, oh, "What, dude? What?
1: That's like, that's a photographer's dream. Also, kind of pressure, but it's still a lot like- of pressure."
0: That's still like what we love hearing. Yeah, because you can't change the tones of clothes too much when you're doing fashion. Exactly. It has to be pretty true because you have to know what you're buying and they're Mm going to be used for advertising purposes. Mm -hmm. But the good thing about her business is she really capitalizes on um, like alternative flair and stuff like that. It's like all our friends are like tattooed. We looked more grungy so they can go out there and be their bad bitch selves without us having to hold back, which is what they did for sure. Really? And you, I mean, you had some of the best people in the world to
1: do that. You know what I'm There saying? is no better models. Who are so sh- this amazing and this not caring people who can be themselves. Absolutely. They just,
0: the people that just suck the marrow out of life and love to have fun. And that's who I try and surround myself with.
1: Yes. Yes. So you did that. Turned on 500 photos. At were least.
0: You, were you super
1: nervous? On the, you know, Obviously, you're confident in yourself and what you can do. But were you nervous about kind of... Capturing everything that need to be captured.
0: Oh, absolutely. Which is why I overshot for it. Yeah And yeah. I even spent too long I actually edited it in like three different times because I was so nervous but <laughs> Every single photo shoot I've ever done. I get nervous for it. Doesn't matter if it's paid or not. Dude. Yes nervous. No matter how long
1: you've been doing it I know it, I probably talked for a lot of people in different mediums like I, I try to say um, No matter how long you've
0: been doing it you still get jitters. Yeah because you have no clue what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Just the vulnerability aspect, because mm-hmm. it is such an intimate moment, regardless of what you're doing. If you're mm-hmm. shooting people, you are. how rare is it to like talk to somebody and like look in their eyes? Especially someone you don't know that much. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing more than that. Yeah. You're looking at their, their emotions at a very deep level you are taking them in and they're trusting you for a little bit. And you're having almost this like time warp where you're in like a little pocket dimension Mm -hmm. and you guys are, you're, you're having an encounter. And what people fail to realize is that photography is like a dance. It's a battle between you and the subject. And between that, it becomes this beautiful exchange. Yes. And that's why it's scary. That's why I get nervous. It's vulnerable. And, I show up, and I get nervous, and I always say I black out when I do photography. Because if you ever hear me shoot, I, I say so many things. I yeah. never stop talking. I'm like, okay, changing up a spot, focus, okay, beautiful, hold that, yep, eyes up, oh my God, you're killing it, yes, queen. And people are like, you're killing it. I'm like, what did I just say? I blacked out. You said, I say that, I said that, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah, you're it. Yeah. So I get nervous until it starts, and as soon as I raise my viewfinder up, because I don't do that little digital screen, I'm a viewfinder guy, <laughs> I, uh, I just like go into a mode, and I start talking and coordinating, and then my I wake up and my back sore. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the ground. You're above yeah. them. You're in your face. I'm always every shoot I've ever done. I'm just sweating. Yeah, because I move around a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you you you
1: you want that. You want to capture every angle, every emotion. You're in their your face. You're. I mean, you're you take all the shoots and everything very seriously. You want to make sure you capture everything, so
0: you're gonna yeah. get down and dirty. That's my motto. I say every single job I do, I give the same degree of importance. Whether I'm doing your headshots and it takes me five minutes, or I'm doing a whole wedding, I'm gonna go hard. Yes. And I'm I'm not gonna hold back. And that's partially because it's the standard I hold myself to. I yeah. It's not how you stack up to your fellow man. It's how you compare to your former self. Yes,
1: exactly. You're only battling yourself in this industry. That's it. Yes um cool so you got your first shot away obviously she probably loved them.
0: yeah she did so i got i got hired for more shoots from it and it was it was awesome look at that so you're back in town you're shooting for brands yeah so this was experimental oh this was important i was gonna work a regular like nine to five job really i was gonna come back from the trip and do that and the longer i was on the trip every picture i took it was almost like it started to like defeat that idea and i just I knew I had to do photography. Anyway, like I decided I was ultimately, I'm going to be homeless and a photographer before I'm making it doing nine to five. That's just me. Like, that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not bashing nine to five. Some people love the structure. I need to be like water. I need to be just floating in the wind. And so I I decided I was like, I'm going to throw myself at it. And so I started doing gigs and slowly, slowly, slowly I was doing them until I realized I could do it full-time and I basically like we were talking about earlier demanded it I was like I'm either gonna do this or I'm gonna fail and wow. I that was it those were the two options yes. for me. no plan b
1: I'm going to pursue this and I'm talking to myself because I need to do the same thing and hopefully next year I will when I just leave my job I'm like you know what I'm actually going to pursue this yeah you, you absolutely
0: do you know yeah oh
1: gosh I mean I'm talking like I have a mirror hey hey, hey. you you yeah I'm Disney. gonna hold you to that you yes. need to Please, please, Don't save
0: any for the swim back.
1: Yes. We had a talk session last yep. night. Dude, that was a good conversation. That um, was a
0: conversation.
1: So, cool. So, yes, you got back here, and you weren't working work a Monday, 9 to 5. You were like, nah, screw that. Yep. You got these gigs.
0: Which I was able to do in the beginning because of
1: unemployment. Mm, yes, that's right. Yes, because you could, you, obviously, you were in service, so
0: you were a photographer, yep. and you... In, I, mean, I was unemployed were, because yeah, unemployed. photography gigs were no longer theoretically available. Oh, dude, yeah. They were and you're risking yourself if you are. Yes. And I got unemployment, which floated me, which eventually ran out. But by then, my jobs were replacing my unemployment because yes. my goal was just to make as much because I had already adapted to that um, that cost of living. And as soon as I was doing enough gigs to replace that amount, I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then it became a battle of, can I do this and still be making good work? Because I, I edit a lot. Like, my... My flow is pretty in depth and um, I can't bring it back. I tried. I tried batch editing and all that stuff. I can't. Yeah. That's why weddings are killing me right now. Ooh. Cause doing my style of editing on like five hundred plus photos is tumultuous. Dude, that probably takes forever. Yeah, it really does. And I I need to catalog my hours to give people perspective or clients at least, because I mean I think I my last wedding I took six or seven weeks to go back, but like I spent hours on those photos Going and through details and they are, I'm proud of myself. Oh yeah. I saw them.
1: I saw the photos and they're phenomenal. So let's talk
0: about this. You got into the wedding market. Yes. So how and why? Um, So that was something I kind of always wanted to do and part of it was because of the challenge Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have these speculations about weddings where I was being told don't do weddings until you're a second shooter for like three years blah blah blah, but I never saw weddings as the ceiling, but I had a great respect for uh, wedding photographers specifically because there's one photographer in town called Matthew Ray and I look up to this guy so much he is an amazing photographer. Mm-hmm. He shoots beautiful weddings, and it's something about like his engagement with life and his personality, and like the way he approaches photography, I just was like, I have to try that, because I like the way that he showcased people. I like, I like freezing those moments. And I want people to have beautiful visual representation of their special day in the mm-hmm. way that it should be painted because, you know, weddings are very romantic and I am a very uh, expressive person with my work. I use a lot of colors and tones and I very much feel like a wedding is pretty much the epitome of those emotions. Now, if I can preserve the authenticity of that emotion that I'm portraying and still give them a thousand photos, that's that's what I'm struggling with. But where I really excel is... Um, Bridal portraits, the kiss, like yes. those after things where I get to set it up my style. Um, Can I put your your, your gear and flair into it? Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I, call it, I call it the world slayer flair. The world slayer flair, Yeah, yes. baby. Yeah, so it's cool because um, a lot of weddings are shot bright and airy, and I always wanted to be the guy that didn't do that because my stuff's a little bit more moody and vibrant. Yeah. that um, kind of like battles with its mood and its colors, and I don't want to lose that because yeah. that's what's kept me going, which is what we were talking about. Um, never losing the passion for it, and that's exactly because it starts photography starts as an art form that 's why we do it, and when it becomes a job, you have to remember that it is a passion first and a job second mm-hmm. or it'll become a job and yes. we 're just working that nine to five again
1: exactly you don't want you don't want to get burnt out and just be doing it for no reason because that sounds terrible exactly you're doing it you're doing this for some kind of deeper reason within yourself even though it is your primary.
0: Source of income.
1: Yeah. Just to make sure the passion's alive. So,
0: yeah. And I mean, I recommend always doing passion projects. You should every week, you should not only be doing paid work, you should go out and shoot. Yes. And, um, yeah, shooting for the love of it is literally the number one.
1: Love it. Love it, it is the best. So yes. I was here getting paid all weekend, which is amazing. But yeah, you I killed was it. should have some. Oh, dude, I, yeah, oh, not too much on horn, but I think it's like it'd be like nine shoots this weekend, which I'm is freaking crazy. I'm literally your biggest fan. I love you. I love you so much. Oh, okay, I can't believe this is happening. You better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I'm so finally, back here. on track
0: shooting <laughs> weddings for a challenge. You love it. Oh, yeah. Um. So my first two were kind of like backyard weddings, super small. Which is kind of sick. Which is cool because COVID is really affecting weddings. Yes, it is. And I I was having mad cancellations. Like I had two wedding cancellations because most people moved theirs to the following year. Mm-hmm. But um, also there's, it's interesting because one of the weddings I did at the atrium, they weren't allowed to have more than X amount of people. So it was super small and it, it changes the day. So I'm still trying to fit in like the wedding bravado feel of like, you know, our traditional uh, chronological order and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. in a ceremony, that's not all there. And I'm wearing masks the whole time is where I'm shooting and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and it's weird. Cause like, depending on which person it is, they want to like shake your hand and you're still trying to be a professional. And then you're like you're turning around <laughs> instantly and like washing up. Oh <laughs> well, Yeah. 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 It was yeah. great to meet you. Get away yeah. from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's cool. Um, it's been super interesting. Cause you know, like I've even been, I've even shot a wedding where the gift bag was masks. Wow. And they had them when you walked in like all dressed up really nice. And that's just such a crazy mark of the times. That is and you capturing these, when I mean, you look looking back at it like man, that
1: was a time period. Yeah. Holy
0: crap. And part of me wishes I did a little bit more documentary work during COVID. Yeah. Um, Especially with the places you were. Exactly. Just even people out in public wearing masks interacting with daily life. And yeah, it's not going to be portfolio work, but I think one day it'll be really special to look back on.
1: I that time, I think it was a Time magazine cover
0: where someone shot, I think it was Times Square, just empty. Yes. And there's so many spots like that that are unprecedented, which this isn't in reference to photography, but in New York, there yeah. was a speed record beaten because the town was so desolate because people were able to zoom right through it.
1: Oh, that's right. So
0: part of me wishes that I capitalized on cities being empty. empty to go like, through I would have drove up to New York straight up, but I was scared and I stayed in my house. Oh,
1: yeah. New York was probably the scariest place to be. Yeah, and but it still kind of is.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I could have gone with a mask there and a bottle of hand sanitizer and my Stay camera. In an RV. Which is nuts. Yeah, like, those shots are unprecedented. Yes,
1: that is wild.
0: Yeah, just like the orange shots in San Francisco because the wildfires. Those oh my are
1: God. Yes, that, that's
0: a part of history. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. And this, uh, I'm is that's why I'm happy photography is this, You know, to me too. Make those moments
0: super real. You um, you have a very special ability to create a depiction of something in time that does that that supersedes stories because mm-hmm. a, a great storyteller can tell you all about these things but yes. when you see it this is like wow yeah
1: imagine 200 years from now I'm looking at photos of people in an empty new york which is unheard
0: of yeah exactly i know, mean even so. seeing pictures of uh the 20th century when we see like the technological changes or the style it has a yes. certain feel to it yeah. just like how um black and white ruled much most of the 20th century but we look back at black and white photos and we're like oh that was forever ago no man that's 50 years ago yeah that's it but for us it looks like it was a time that we weren't even a part of that was so detached from us. And that's why I love black and whites. And there's more me. Yeah, but like you yeah, know, you are just, you are it. You're the black and white photographer. I freaking love that crap, dude. I try and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but dude, the color. I edited some black and whites because of you yesterday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of you doing your other podcast.
1: Um shout <laughs> out Lewis. Shout but, out Lewis. Um, yeah, so back to the wedding thing. Obviously, you get your ground there. Back at weddings, kicking ass. Yep. So obviously, you
0: get you get more jobs. Yeah, the weddings really float the bills. Yeah, which is why we do them.
1: Yeah, and I thought about that. Me going, I might, I might have to bite the bullet and do a couple. Yeah. You know, going well, to if you ever need year. a second shooter,
0: dude, that might be your second shooter. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> we could do it <laughs> if Amy can't dude, do it. Dude, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah. We would have such a good wedding dynamic. I think we would too. But a lot of it is like getting because it's a lot of people that aren't confident normally Mm -hmm. that are there for a special day dressed up. So it's getting them to, they don't even want to pose, but they're obligated to. Yeah. But now they got to be, you got to feel comfortable. And I've left a couple of weddings where people have been saying, I've never felt more confident. I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's why I do it. World Slayer. It is my job, it is my job to make you happy on this day. We are having a dance dang it, Photography we are. is a dance i love it so much <laughs> i love you oh how God. many times have we said that this time so many not times. enough times at least three more i love you i love yeah. you i love you
1: <laughs> cool so obviously you're still outside of the wedding thing obviously you're doing good so when you're getting ready to turn in amazing Thanks. you're still doing
0: portraits of people
1: you're that's still, what i yeah right you're still doing like you know small video stuff
0: yeah, that's newer. Yeah, so
1: that's newer. So let's transition to that for a second. Yeah. we need to talk about that because it's so good. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You get lost. This conversation is so good. He gets <laughs> kind of get lost.
0: He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Videos. Man. So when did that come into play? Uh, So video, I've always kind of had a minor interest in, but it made a lot more sense to me when I really dove into photography and started my master's. Mm-hmm. Damn, we didn't even cover that yet. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. So the master's came first. Woo. Okay, so let's jump back. Let's
0: jump back. So when I was quarantined in California, I started to fall in love with the area and Because of the nature of the GI Bill from the military, I needed to do my master's full-time Without having another job besides photography. Not a lot of people have the luxury of doing that. I Am a very lucky person because I have the GI Bill So I started looking at I just typed into Google best photography schools in the US or whatever and they were in New York California uh, Savannah, Georgia, like SCAD was supposed to be known pretty well because I was looking at online ones first, but then I was like, man, what if I went to a different area for a little bit and finished my master's? Because when you do a photography program, um, a lot of it's hands-on and Mm. they have studio spaces available. They have lighting that you wouldn't be able to afford, even cameras. They have the, they have, uh, the standard for computer Editing and like the computers that you would use they have vast printers that like you wouldn't be able to afford till you made it Mm -hmm. So I needed to go in person and I'm a I'm a very social person. I want to do things I want to be present for them. I want to hold the camera I want someone to look at my work in person and I just thought that was it. Yeah, yeah. so I Totally switched directions from having this full-time job not going to school I was gonna get a master's in business association and I was like, I'm doing photography. This is what I want to do. And that, that was the real switch. And God, I, love that. I, I applied for a school in San Francisco, which so now I'm going to move there yeah. to finish it. But because of COVID, I've been doing it for like half a year anyway. So we'll see how much time I actually live in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That's so I'm, crazy. I've been
0: doing it online. It's literally not available. And I didn't want to postpone my future. But I mean, the online program has been phenomenal. It's all Zoom classes, very in-depth, small. The instructors care a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's amazing.
1: That's wild that – I love that you went the DIY route for a long time, and then you're like, you know what? Because there is – and back when I first started this podcast, I had my qualms with going to school for mm-hmm. photography. I was like, dude, because I'm self-taught. I was like, it's self-taught. But as i talked to more people who went to school for it, who have gotten a masters in it, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like a declaration to the professional world that you're going to take it seriously. So, yes. like, I think if you – you can go anywhere with photography without a degree. Don't let that stop you. But a lot of like galleries and stuff, mm-hmm. when they see like that you have a master's of fine arts, they're like, okay, this is, it's a declaration of this is what you are doing. Yes. And like a lot of the times, like I think DIY photographers, they, their goal is to do weddings. And that becomes like a ceiling because weddings are dynamic. They're hard. You know, you have to shoot every different lighting condition, moving, candids, everything. So it's hard and you make a lot of money. So it's a good ceiling. But if you want to go further than that, I think a lot of photographers that want to do magazines or galleries mm-hmm. or stuff like that, expeditious work, um, they, they'll get a Master's of Fine Arts. Is it a waste of money? Probably, but mine is paid for. Because <laughs> am I ever going to pay my art degree back? Who knows? But also, life's too short not to pursue your passion. That's, exactly. That's what I learned when I was in quarantine. I was like, honestly, like, why would I not pursue my passion now? Because literally as we as from our current perspective life could be over this year yeah honestly yes that's what it seemed like for a little bit real talk not even being dramatic like if a meteor hit the earth right now i would not be surprised yeah and if i was sitting in my office i would be upset being like i would look at that meteor meteor, try to take a photo of it and i would be like i should have been doing this (laughs) all along (laughs) and then it hits the earth (laughs) and it's that's it and you I'm know. like I don't have time to change my aperture cuz I'm shooting through my office window and I'm trying to get framing right now. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I started the masters and um it's been crazy. It, like even just taking the history of photography gave me a whole new appreciation. And like yeah, you can go research all this stuff yourself, but like structured homework, like I'm not going to go do homework
1: nope. unless
0: unless I'm told to and I have to get the grade for it. Exactly. But learning about like where photography started and how it developed and, like, how far it's come as a technology has made me had a whole new appreciation for it.
1: hmm Yes. Because I, I was in media studies class, and that was my minor's media studies. Yeah.
0: So, in a roundabout way, I
1: still studied visual – not visual arts, but why – cameras are a thing yeah know, absolutely the evolution into film and video so um it is amazing how this how we have come this far with uh cameras
0: <laughs> where no, it came it, from i mean it's absolutely insane the yeah. first camera was made by a chinese philosopher like i think in the 1400s and mm-hmm. it's it's a camera it's not really a camera but it was like similar to the camera obscura and it was literally a house with a little hole in it yep and then the light reflected backwards on it and then that's when it's actually crazy real quick all of the paint like whenever the renaissance style painting started when they started becoming more realistic mm-hmm. it was as a result of the camera being created and all these painters most of them it's been proven were tracing the light that's fucking crazy and they just didn't talk about it because yeah. tracing was still considered like cheating back cheating. then yep we've come so far yes we have
1: <laughs> shout out to history shout out to the resources to study history shout out, shout out to, to chinese schools. philosophers chinese philosophers shout out to garen for Taking a chance on himself with the masters. Take a chance. Take a chance on yourself. On yourself. So you're deep in the class. I saw you do a Zoom the other day, actually. you yep. looked amazing. <laughs> um, that was
0: my Photoshop class. How is it getting critiqued? So the critiques are intense. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because you'll be getting critique and your whole class. Like your professor lays into you, then your classmates lay into you, and you're like, man, my photo, like, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end, but they're like drawing on the screen, circling stuff, like chopping it off into like little forms, lines. And all of a sudden at the end, they're like, yeah, but it's good though. And you're like, wait, what? It's like, wait, what are you you saying? I was like, you just tore this apart. And so it really changes your mentality about uh, your willingness to approach your work with a critique. And I think it also has changed my way that I approach my work, other people's works, my relationships with people. Because now I very much welcome critiques. Mm -hmm. And I can be the guy that says that I was cool with that earlier. But we all have ego. And back in the day, I would have been like, what do you mean my photos? But like, Mm -hmm. if you sit here and stack up to your community for the rest of forever, your work's never going to outgrow that. Like, you adapt to the size of the pond that you're in. And whenever you're getting critiqued by some of the best in the game, like some of my professors are just like, I look at their work and I'll think about, I'm like, how am I ever going to get there? But then I think about it two years ago, I would look at my work now and be like, how am I ever going to get there? there.
1: Dude, yes, that's when you know you're doing it.
0: And it's changed my whole mentality because instead of like, I mean, I've adopted this earlier, but instead of looking at other people's work and being like man like their stuff's good I look at other people's stuff and I'm like you kill it like get it girl like your work is awesome even yours like I love hyping up photographers now yes it's amazing it's amazing and it, it forges that community that we desperately need photography needs that community and we need to stop being like like we need to tell everybody to hire every photographer support their style support the other photographers give yes. your friends a camera Absolutely. don't be scared of saturating the community more cameras more art all of it more passion friendship community Ah, <sighs> I tell
1: everyone that if you see a photographer and it, I guess it kind of make you jealous or kind of doubt your work, message them. Yeah. Every time I've done that, that's how I've met some great photographers over the years. Like, hey, dude, I'm trying to get better. I look up to your work somewhere.
0: I send emails sometimes. Like, hey, yeah. I just want to just... Talk to them. Yeah. That's what Realize that it's... they're human. I love your work. Exactly. You got a piece of advice for me? I have people do that to me all the time and I'm so stoked on it. Yeah. Like guys that are starting out. Like I was telling you this, some people don't like to share what... Gear they use, they safeguard their information. Stupid. I get asked all the time what camera I have, and I'll tell them. I'll tell them what lens I'm using, my polarizer, what my settings were. Go get you the shot, man. I hope your I hope your shot's amazing. Yes, and if you're in an area, we can go out and do it together. Exactly. I yeah. People ask me to do shooting trips too. That recently, because I I don't think I became popular till like this year. Yeah. Or known for my work, but I'm like absolutely. I'm honored that yeah. somebody that appreciates photography even is going to consider me for that. Absolutely. Stay humble, and. I forgot what else, oh no, one thing. So a thing that's popular in the tattoo community is when you're starting out, one of the things that they encourage people to do is go get tattooed by other people. Mm-hmm. Submer- submerse yourself in the culture. And I don't think we do that as photographers. Go get drinks with your photographer friends. In fact, I think we should normalize hiring photographers in our community and go get shot by them. Yeah. One, you're gonna see their flow, you're gonna see how they interact, you'll get inspired. And two, you're supporting a community that now you can be a part of and you're getting some fire photos of yourself because there's no one best photographer. There's people that are good at certain things, just as a heart surgeon only does heart surgery. Portrait photographers just do portrait. And now you're gonna break it down into there's a million different styles. And man, maybe I love that girl's style, I love that dude's style, go get shot by them. Yes. And if, if a client comes to me and they're like, hey, I want this, I'm like, that's not really my style, man. You know who's really good at that? Freaking Haley Smith. Yes. I'm gonna shout her out, because I, I point a Haley. lot of people to her. Yes. Because um, I'll be honest with that, and that's what we should do as photographers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I said, it's building community. We've, we've I've, uh, people have said that all throughout
1: this podcast. You're like 130 something. I, I, I would say half of them is like, dude, it's community. Build community. It's not competition. I'm still getting work regardless. Yeah. There's fucking.
0: Millions and billions of people on work on the earth that need work done. absolutely. I don't need to gatekeep anything, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, what I'm and saying? that's a powerful lesson that like a lot of people won't learn until later in life. I'm glad that I found it because yes. I know that I would have those uh, egotistical tendencies. I yes. know me, but I have to fight them every day,
1: every day, and well, yeah,
0: everyone has ego. Put on the gloves and box with your ego,
1: yeah, yeah. But when you build that community and dish out work and share clients they share it back to you like hey garen i can't do this can you do this yeah oh great and you just you throw it back and forth all throughout your life different people and that's how you grow together
0: and i just did that i was holding someone on the ropes for so long telling them that i was going to book them and i've been booked up lately and i was like i'm not available till october and they really wanted their photos so i gave them off to amy yeah i was like you know what her style is similar to mine she crushes it I trust her. You should go hire her if you want immediately, and she yes. went and got the job, and I'm not hurt from that, and it made the client happy. She's going to get portfolio work.
1: Exactly, and they'll still, maybe later on in life, still want you to do something for them, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just being honest with yourself and with your clients and just with everything yeah, else.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's art at the end of the day. We need to make sure photography is an ever-fighting battle to be uh, considered an art form and not just documentation machine.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that you say that. I fuck yeah. with that and shooting with intention. That's you know shoot with intention. Yeah. That is
0: the that is the most important. Yeah, we talked about that a couple times this anybody. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love shoot with that. a purpose, and if you do, it'll start to show in your artwork. Yeah, you make a narrative. Yeah, put it in a pot and mix it. Oh, what I was gonna say is yeah, just what you needed is another photographer on the podcast. Yeah, because I've listened to like every single photographer's one. Yeah, it was so hard at the beginning because. Meet me being a photographer, I knew pretty much all photographers, yeah. so I, I, I've
1: interviewed so many in the beginning. Still, so, it's good to have a photographer just, interview you. I love it. I love it. I'm great with it. You know, it is good. Exactly. I love yeah. this. You know, you really get to, you realize how different everyone is. And that's what makes you want to branch out to even more photographers. Is yeah. Everyone is so different.
0: Exactly. And it's so nice talking to photographers that share the same passion and like just the inspiration that wells up there. Like you, I started shooting iPhone photos because of you. Yes. And you are like, this is the greatest point of shoot camera ever made. And I never thought about it, it. I never really appreciated is. it. And I see you constantly snip zip like and just I'm going now, around the series. Yeah, so <laughs> now I started doing I did that whole airport series that and was stuff. Sick. And dude, it's just it makes me straight up when I walk around and I look look at the world now, I see it in cameras. Like I see it through a viewfinder. I'm like, oh, the shadow's there. And I'm like, what settings I would use? And I can't help it. And I love it. I'm not upset by it at all. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the iPhone gives me the luxury of slowing down for a second. What am I looking at? All that's there. I have one button. There's no variable. What looks good to me right now from the human eye? And you taught me that, dude.
1: The Free Pizza Podcast is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG. Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.LuckyHouseMFG.com to get a quote and to learn more. I try. My inspiration. I love it because it, like, you could sit there in burst mode on a camera.
0: Yeah. But I'm just like, ah, oh, boop. That's not intention, though. We're talking it, about shooting with intention. Exactly. Why are you pressing the button? Why are you shooting that? What thing? did you want out of the photo? Exactly. Exactly. Well, one of the first photographers I listened to was uh, Tanner on your podcast. Tanner Messer. Because, <sighs> yo, I look up to that dude's work. Dude, his self-portraits. The self-portraits? Mm. They're powerful. Dude, That's the word I'm going to use.
1: Every single one of them. Tanner, I love you so much. I saw him the other day, actually. Insane photographer. I'm a fanboy of Tanner's. Yes, he, he is phenomenal, but yes exactly so he Speaking between that you know in the photography realm he does shit that i have never seen before yeah and that's why i love this podcast And he shoots like, with
0: intention dude with intention the, every shot the vision is there before the shots even made exactly yeah. exactly
1: and I, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with you just casually going out and do your thing we're not saying not do that but like well that's an intention in itself exactly okay yeah yes okay yeah you're right you're going out to casually shoot things yeah yeah you're right yeah. you're right, right you're right you're right All right, Garen just went up me on the show. No, I didn't. It's It's over. No, I'm sorry. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Thanks for joining.
0: us. Fuck free pizza.
1: (laughs) So, speaking of Tanner, you have your own personal projects.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing it around. Yes. I need you to keep me on track.
1: That was a good segue because obviously, those are personal projects that he's doing, you know. Yeah. Maybe think of yours we briefly talked about it yesterday so oh i'm so spill the beans? stoked on these
0: yeah let's fill the beans okay let's do uh, it i got three projects right now that i'm super passionate about one i kind of fell into and it's been like very rewarding it's called a um, music outpost because mm-hmm. it's filmed in a little cargo box called plant outpost yes which is my friend sarah's uh very successful business in town
1: shout out to sarah she actually had a million instagram yesterday yeah yeah good
0: yeah. everyone should follow you on instagram don't do it at free daniel if you haven't and amy <laughs> close those doors softer amy we're doing a podcast what are you doing Shh. sorry about her <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yeah, so so that one is that the goal of that pot that sh- is to showcase local musicians in the style of npr's tiny desk but those are already famous people that are well-known. And one of the things that we've lost during COVID is the ability to go to shows. And for a lot of people, that is a big loss, myself included. Yes. So we want to give those artists a chance to, be, to do their work, to perform. And we also want to give the people of our community and maybe outside of our community um, the ability to watch them. Yeah. So we have a sound guy that comes in and he, he gives them sound that they might have not had before. There's a lot of people in studio like that don't have studio work. Um, that are just starting and now we have a film crew and I, I started off doing behind the scenes photography for it. And now I'm doing some like, um, accessory video shots and stuff because they'll be set up on tripods. Then I'll get like the, uh, the stylistic stuff. And we've already had, um, we've had tremendous response to it. Like it's only been around for like a month and we're almost at like a thousand followers. We're about to do our fifth episode that is amazing yeah it's it's crazy and the amount of work that goes into it like it's just a dedicated crew of people that care about it so immensely that it doesn't even feel like work like we go in there we get in our zone this is a free project none of us are getting paid we're giving mm. it to the artists and this is just a passion project the epitome of it
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and um, it feels good and you go in there and I work with it the same way I'm doing a wedding I sweat because we turn off the air conditioning in that little box thank god it's fall now <laughs> oh god that sounds painful yeah i mean it's literally amazing i didn't even know what i was getting into when i showed up to shoot lewis was our first episode lewis the rapper who is literally insane yes and i walk in and he's just acapella rapping because he has his beats in his headphones and i was just mystified i was like this is the coolest job i've ever done yeah and he's just going saying his lines and all this stuff and i was like this is pure passion happening right now and i get to witness it um and Mm. so i don't want to stop like that, that is my project right now. And the guy's a shout out boot scrap who is a, a video production company filming it. So They're a sustainable environmentally friendly video company. So that's pretty unprecedented. Um, Catherine of modern legend is doing the booking. Tom T Mike's on Instagram is doing the sound and Sarah Bay of plant outpost is hosting it. And then obviously Garen world slayer is doing that documenting
1: world slayer. World slayer. Great and, team.
0: Or, or, it is. We call it the dream team. It's a phenomenal people. Literally the best people. It would not work if we weren't this coalition of just, like, passion. I love that. And I love those people. I've, I've fallen in love with every single one of them. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, the drive and passion and creativity they bring to the table. It's just, it like, it's brought me a whole new perspective on life and creative passions. And it's something I desperately needed when I was doing too many, uh, when I was booking too much to get paid. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this, this break, the eye of the storm or whatever, where suddenly you're, like, it, it brought me back to center of why I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which leads me to the next project. Ooh. Ooh, let's do. Uh, let's talk about Boys Cry 2. Boys Cry 2. Let's Ooh. do it. Boys Cry 2 is a project that I have only shot two of so far, and I'm going to do it. I don't have a schedule to release it or anything, but the entire concept behind it is that female boudoir is has a strange approach. And I feel that there's a lot of photographers that desperately want to get into it mm-hmm. to the point where it seems like kind of weird. Where they're like, this is what I want to do. And I think it's beautiful. I have a mad appreciation for it, especially the fine art aspect. Mm -hmm. But it is not like the sole focus of what I want to do. Because I have this deep, deep, deep desire to make my photography mean more. And I'm constantly thinking about how I can do that. And so currently, because all I'm ever doing is following, you know, my heart in these things. I decided that I'm going to do something called Boy's Cry 2. Which is going to be men's only boudoir. And nude or whatever they choose to feel comfortable in and it's an underrepresented market if you will because not a lot of men are shot in that environment yes and i also i feel like i'm somebody that they could be comfortable with where like a lot of women will do it before getting uh married or something like that Mm -hmm. but like one of my friends asked me if he could wear um i think he said like fishnets and a corset for it and i was like absolutely like that's what it is about that is the epitome of this it is showing you as a as yourself comfortable in a way that is underrepresented yes in your environment and it's called boys cry too because um, the underlying premise is to shed emotion on I uh, this is kind of an annoying term but like toxic masculinity and how we're not a lot of guys aren't allowed to share they're not allowed to cry you know like I grew up not a, not being allowed to cry straight yeah. up um, and it's called boys cry too because it's about allowing yourself to be the man that you you are inside yeah 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 so I'm kind of passionate about that one
1: that's going to be amazing. Thank you. And I love it because you're breaking, I guess, kind of social norms of guys being, not necessarily, I hate, I'm not going to use, I hate that there's term, I had a discussion with this actually with a good friend of mine, Lydia, of what's feminine, what's masculine.
0: Yeah, I, I hate that too. You're kind of
1: breaking that and like, it's and just people being... <laughs> People being hey, yeah. themselves, people being comfortable. Yeah, that's really what to me is what your project is like. People can be like this. Cause and you not build walls. A, yes. You yeah. Wall For no reason. Exactly. Why is that considered feminine to have nice photos of yourself? You know, not wearing clothes.
0: Or, exactly, and it creates you know, uh, it creates a stigma, and for your whole life, you're like, oh, I gotta be like this. I gotta go watch the football game. I gotta wear these. You yeah. Know? When in reality, if those didn't exist, who would you be? Exactly. And that's the question that I'm trying to answer. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's gonna be sick. Thank you. I'm maybe so maybe we'll see Daniel in it one day. Yes,
1: I'll do it. We were we obviously we had a lot planned for this trip, and I was working pretty much the whole time. So yep. I apologize for that. But your the year's not over. You're not going yet from here, this area. So I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna try. I'm going to come back to this area next time on a leisurely. Please. And we, we can need you. Shoot all that. Hopefully, bring a certain artist with us. Yeah. You know, I don't say any names to put them on a the spot. But, Love you, Jemma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. You know, I'm doing yep. a similar project with Soul Sessions. Absolutely. So I understand exactly what you're saying. I just, yeah. you were the f- second, third guy I shot. Yeah. You know, in that kind of environment. It's hard to follow up Andra, though. Oh, my God. Honor how, am I, how am I supposed to be him? Dude, <laughs> of course, he is. Andra is a different being, you know, this uncaring, which I'm trying yep. to get more like that. Because I would like to do He's more. He's inspirational. Of, oh, Andra is
0: mad inspirational of how free-spirited Yeah. which is in our all all of our perfect worlds we'd probably be more like that exactly and i think deep down
1: people who kind of hold the social construction themselves want to be more freer yeah they just don't want to be perceived as weird or yeah or whatever which is so silly yeah boys cry too boys cry too that's gonna be freaking amazing yeah i love that i love that thank you so much I, i kept trying to call it um Boys Don't Cry, which is a Frank Ocean magazine project. Which was, is contrary to what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm hyped for this. So we got that Thank coming you. out. And you don't, you're not sure how you're going to release it. It's going to be like an online thing. You might do a magazine. Or... Yeah, I,
0: I'm going to think about it a lot. I would love for it to be a zine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start trying to do more zines. I actually have... This isn't related to photography, but I have a poetry scene coming out uh, before the end of the year. It's be so sick. And I want to do a photo book. We were talking about it because I'm trying to copy every single thing you're doing, and I'm inspired a lot by you. <laughs> so I want a photo book. Uh, you should. <laughs> I'm with it. Yep. And, like, Fight the Wind, like, I pre-ordered. I wish I got to go to the release, but I'll it's go to great. the next one. And... Um, I pre-ordered it and I like was holding it. and I was like, "This is powerful. Like, I want to do this." Because we were just talking about making a photo book every year. Mm-hmm. Like looking back of at what you did over a year of your yeah. own work, which every photographer should do. This. Mm-hmm. It's not. Don't wait for a milestone. Whenever you think you're good enough, because one day you'll look back at these books and be like, "Man, look at all that happened in that year."
1: Yeah. Look how how look how much fun I was having.
0: Yeah in that but year. If you I looked, took that picture, it mattered to you. Exactly, who cares what, how good you need to be to make a book, yeah. I freaking hate that. Exactly. I hate it so much. Well, photography's super interesting because when you see somebody's photos, you see how they're looking at the world and yeah. everybody sees it very differently. And yeah. if that photo mattered to somebody, then I look at it differently. Yeah. And even if it's a quote bad photo, I'm am getting a, I'm getting a special look into their brain and that's why I think all the styles, like there's, that's why there's no one good, mm-hmm. uh, photo photographer, stuff like that. And, um, series we've talked about are powerful when they are combined. It doesn't mean every photo is a banger, right? But if it, if it compiles and it makes a beautiful series, then now that's the strength of a series and that's the power of the book.
1: Exactly. And that makes the whole thing powerful. Cause I mean, I, I will admit myself going through making that book, not, yeah, not every shot in that book is like breathtaking, but it's like, it's a moment captured in time that I happened to witness. Yeah. Whether someone's sitting on the bench in front of a Waffle House, you know, where it's a, a bunch of old women just walking across the street, you yeah. know, it's nothing
0: that's just like crazy, but it's just like, wow, I saw that. That's cool. And not only that, like now you are capturing a geographic area, mm-hmm. a specific culture in yeah. a moment in time. So yeah. it's defined by your time period, your culture in the area exactly and like that's already speaking for itself and now you're getting to see a personality within that culture these old ladies going to waffle house like that's cool that's
1: yeah there's something about that simple act that's like it's very human exactly doing very human things right now
0: and i would argue that photography especially well portrait work is a study of humanity even landscape work because it is a human's depiction of what we think is beautiful exactly and it evokes fo- emotion exactly you know
1: even a, a photo of you, you, you were outweighing the grass right now that evokes emotion of like whoa what is he doing
0: yeah is he okay and that's the definition of art something that makes you feel something exactly i love, I love that, that. <sighs> i love you oh i love you so much love you love you, so love freak you. i freaking fucking mean it ah, ah.
1: So we're going over to the third project, which I'm super stoked on. Yeah, I
0: love this one. And, okay, so I'm actually thinking about this. I just bought worldslayer.com for 99 cents. You did buy it. I bought worldslayer.com. Wait, worldslayer.com was available? Yeah. No way. That's serious. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. So if I will release it as a book eventually, but I think I'm also going to have tabs up top where it's like you can click Boys Cry 2 or my next series, Hot Garbage. And I also want to sell them as prints because I'm going to start printing, but that's neither we, we here nor share. there yes. yeah we're we got similar dreams yeah i'm just copying you actually um <laughs> <We're> working together <laughs> yeah baby uh so the next one is called hot garbage and i came up with this literally like a week ago mm, yeah and it's part of me working with that new company boot scrap uh the video production company and this is both our first year in the community um just throwing ourselves out there and we both kind of have similar stories we dove head in we didn't take no for an answer and we're like we're going to be professionals this year this is what we want to do um they are sustainable to the point where it's like amazing though like i've seen those guys biking in the rain even though they have cars because they the way they see it is they like uh, they save themselves a trip they save the planet you know what i mean yeah hey I'm and like you. that's the way they approach it like even their business cards are cut up on a like they take old textbooks and they handwrite all their business cards what and they do something i started doing which is where people hand me business cards i take a picture of it and hand it back to them because it's minor sustainability yeah so anyway, with that in mind, and them as my inspiration, I texted them with this idea. And I also texted a news guy the mm-hmm. same night, which yeah. was hilarious. And um, it's called Hot Garbage. And I'm going to go to different areas of town with them and whoever else wants to join. Hopefully it starts to gain a following because um, it's going to benefit uh, the world. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to clean up trash in the dirtiest areas of town. And eventually, hopefully, it gets so clean that there's not dirty areas. And then I'm going to photograph a model each time in front of all of the rubbish and I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet but I'll, I'll know it once I see it because that's kind of how I work um, I'm not a big planner I'm more of a like show up and it's like boom let's come up with it mm-hmm. um, and then I'm going to see how it is photograph the thing get some behind the scenes but I want like the, the cover photo to be just like somebody in front of it looking like they bad selves in front of the trash And then I'm going to, it's going to be titled the location and it's using consumerism in that like sex sells in America, our Mm -hmm. culture to advertise um, pollution. That would have maybe if you see, I've seen people scroll through Instagram over my photos even, which hurts. And they're just like going through like, like scroll, like, like, and they stop on a girl's zoom in a little bit, keep going, see my work that I spent like hours on, like, like keep going. And I'm just like, ah, so I'm using sex to show trash so it's going to shine light onto um pollution yes. a bigger issue yes so it was, which is a world issue a world issue yes. absolutely yeah uh, it's a people issue yes. the biggest detriment to our planet is ourselves yeah so we can also be the greatest whatever the opposite of detriment is we can be our own planet's salvation
1: yeah which i love
0: which is what we're going to do with hot garbage i love that i think when you start doing that which obviously is soon i wish i can come back sooner but
1: I wouldn't mind helping you on one of those. I would love that. Garbage up, you know. Yeah, and it's
0: gonna be super rewarding. I'm gonna do it once a week. It's gonna be a weekly release. I have a, I have an interview for it with the local news station WCT on October eighth. Mhm. And um, is it on on air? Uh, they said it was gonna be a thirty minute interview, and they're not sure if it's gonna be live or pre recorded. Yeah. But either way, World Slayer's ready. That's gonna be amazing. I'll probably wear a suit. Dude,
1: (laughs) you were doing a damn thing, brother.
0: I'm trying. And then you were just a part
1: of an amazing video that you kind of helped do. Oh man, Come the video! I got sent that video and saw it reposted so many times. Say, dude, I'm literally staying with the guy that was in it, and you helped film it. Yeah, yeah. And now I, I didn't realize that 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 thing went off. Yeah, it's like crazy. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Of it's views. got over
0: twenty thousand views. That's freaking and it, we awesome. posted it like. A night ago, like 24 hours ago? Yeah. Yeah, so it's doing really well. Power of the internet. Wet ass plants. Gosh. And that was a promo for a pop-up that we were at yesterday. Right. For Castles Couture and Plant Outpost. I was there for a brief second. You were there for a brief second before you had to go be a killer and go do more photo shoots because you did like 10 photo shoots this weekend. Oh, yeah. Me I included. <laughs> shout out Daniel White.
1: Yeah, shout out to myself. But no, that is, you're, you're so versatile. I hope you, hope you realize this. As you're talking about all this stuff, you're like here, bam, bam, bam. I can do everything. You mentioned this that I want to be the guy that you yeah, can come to, I can that people can come to that can do anything.
0: Absolutely, that's how I want to advertise myself. It's like I always say this. I'm like if if some company approached me and they're like, hey, we need someone to photograph our trip to Mount Everest, I straight up would train as hard as I could in the time window they gave me so that I could do that. I want to do anything. You you need photos like while skydiving, like whatever you can think of, and. I love the challenge of that. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes people ask me, they're like, hey, I kind of have a crazy idea. Like, are you cool if we, like, have a smoke grenade going off in the back and, like, we pour coffee from really high up and it splashes out everywhere? And I was like, let's do let's go higher, more. (laughs) Why not? Worst comes to worst, we don't get the shot, but we'll still get one. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just try it. I'm like, even when I'm doing photos of whatever, I was was working yesterday, I was like, you know, let's try this. The worst thing you're going to do is not like it and not use it. Yeah. And who cares?
0: Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Exactly. I'm going up to bat every time, baby. Yeah, you are. Let's go. Because you miss 100% shots you don't take. Michael Jordan. Wayne Gretzky. Was that Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Michael Jordan. <laughs> no. Fuck. Maybe he said it, though. He probably said it. Wayne Gretzky,
1: uh, hockey, right? No, Wayne Gretzky was a. Is he baseball? Baseball, was he? Honestly, I don't even know sports, so it, it doesn't was matter. Baseball. Yeah, you know what? If you're a sports fan and you just heard that banter, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to edit that out. I swear can we Michael, do that. I think it's Michael Jordan though. <laughs> Anyways, um, twenty three. Shout um, out North Carolina, dude. I'm shooting Michael Jordan next week, dude. I'm just I kidding. About that. <laughs> we should have rolled Speaking up with though, that. he's from he is he's from here, dude. We can go to his house that he grew up in. Oh, is it really down the street? Well, it's in the neighborhood I grew up in.
1: That's freaking amazing. He went to dude, Laney. Someone
0: live there? Oh yeah, they live there currently. Who lives there? I don't know. Oh sorry. Okay. I, thought, I mean, he lives in a mansion now. This right. was his childhood house before he was I'm killing. Surprised it. that no one like, preserved it or something. Yeah, there should be a plaque out there or something. Like it's kind of like a local secret. That's that's okay. I I like that too though. Yeah. That's kind of sick. If you go in the backyard, there's Jordans, buried everywhere. <laughs> it's a fact.
1: we're out to G. <laughs> we kind of sped through. We, we, you know, we talked about loading like, didn't speed through anything, but like. There's just a lot that's, to talk about. I love this because I want people. I want people to hear this. And be like, I want to talk to him about det- in detail about something he talked about. Yeah, we kind of braced over. We kind of. We would need over. hours. Oh, absolutely. Oh, god. If we really dove in. Oh my gosh. Like we could have just done
0: a whole episode about the RV trip. The RV trip.
1: Yeah. Were, we just great. Photos it. Look amazing. You'll send me some photos from that. Absolutely. Please. Um, dude, this has been great. You're great. This has been. Kind of one of the main purposes of me coming back here was to get you on the show. <gasps> me. We got on the last day, like before I went to I know we kept postponing
0: leave. it. Now it's early and we got like five hours of sleep.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's been great. And this, I feel revitalized after trips like this. You know yeah. What I'm so I'm I'm
0: to be here, dude. Honestly, I'm honored to have you on the show. Dude, this is great. You When we last on the show, because we'll re- revisit you. You know what, All what I'm right. saying? As we do more collaborations
1: together. Please. Or together, you'll come back on here, make a couple For the of t shirt drop. Our T-shirt collaboration, yep. That's um, coming don't up, think of a name for that. Um, But you can gonna be in
0: San Fran. I'm gonna visit you. Yeah, you absolutely are. Me, and we're gonna uh, go get shots. Oh god, it's not I gonna can... be our last trip. We're going to Chicago. We're going to New York. We're, we're gonna go to a random place soon. Yes, and a shoot foliage, right? And
1: just, just, just go out into the unknown, which is what I love doing. Yep, you, that's
0: where you thrive. Oh, the unknown. You, you need to be a documentary <laughs> photographer or
1: something. I'm, I'm gonna try to see if I can see what I can do with that. Maybe <laughs> get with give us some publications. You stop being scared. I know, I need to figure out how to, I don't have so many ideas of what I want to do that I'm just like, uh, but one thing I need to do is leave my full-time job. Shut that, up. That would change everything, but you know, we're working towards it. We're working yeah, towards it. Yeah, don't give yourself that safety net. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, it um, might be weddings in the beginning, but anyway. If it is, it is, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. But, dude, I want you, for the last part of this, is I want you to go back to yourself, if you saw yourself in fourth grade, you're walking down the street, you see your fourth grade stealth holding the camera, what would you tell that fourth grader
0: hmm. to keep him motivated and going? If I had a special moment where I got to go revisit myself, I would go up to little four, fourth grade Garen holding his uh, Pentax DX. DX60. Yes. And I would I would take a knee right in front of him, and he probably wouldn't know who I was because he would have never seen me with all these tattoos. And I would have been like... Don't ever apologize for being yourself. Yes, that's all I would say. I love that. Because, and I would, I would want little me to hear that and take it in. Because there's been so many times in my life where I felt like I couldn't be me, and part of that is photography. Mm-hmm. And I think that would change everything. I love it. I love you, dude.
1: This is amazing. You're amazing. Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Where can we find you on the internet, bro? Um my website soon worldslayer.com but you can follow my obnoxious Instagram account if you want to see too many stories of me celebrating life with friends and yes. some beautiful pictures at uh, garen.worldslayer which is spelled a really weird way it's g a r i o n period which threw me off i know when I it first... sounds like Gary and i was like straight Garian? up phonetic it was like garen i was like okay yeah <laughs> everybody does that yeah. my my parents did not understand phonetics shout out my parents love you <laughs> hope you listen to this um, so G-A-R-I-O-N dot world slayer on Instagram. And Dude. I think that's my only internet. Yeah, that's my I mean.
1: internet. And then, um, I'm going to also tag the plant outpost. Please. You're yeah.
0: Please also tag boot scrap yes, and boot scrap. music outpost. Yes. For that all project. That. Yes. All the guys involved with that. Yeah. Cause I think the community here is crazy.
1: It's amazing. Um, I'm sure you're happy that that's literally all happening in your community.
0: It's been insane. Like awesome. Life is just popping off for me right now in yeah. the best way.
1: Yeah, I love it because you don't have to be in some crazy
0: city to make things happen. So. No, and now it's been a hard lesson. Like Everybody wants to leave, but mm-hmm. I want to make my community. It. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's good to get perspective on life
1: by leaving yep. temporarily. That's okay if you don't want to come back to your community. That's fine too, but like, if you go out, you can get resources and ideas and you can bring it back home. Yeah, go to a
0: community. Yeah. That's my advice. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm with it. Yeah cool man this is cool this is real cool lab and i thank you for doing this let me stay in your house
0: yeah this is so freaking awesome so this is like, your house too your room is upstairs
1: I got a bathroom.
0: he's got a big tub that i haven't used and a big heart <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyways thank you guys for listening to this show if you have any questions for garen please just send him a message please talk to me i anything. love to talk Getting the weddings, maybe getting the brand shoots. He can tell you all the ins and outs of all the mm-hmm.
0: things. Come yell at me. Yes,
1: and if you have any questions for me, don't ask them um So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, support Hybrid Coffee. They're phenomenal. Support. So good. Yes, support the homie Caitlin's yoga. I'm gonna play the ad after mm. this is over. She's amazing. Ah, we love yoga. We love yoga. so We much. love Caitlin. Her yoga is amazing. Um, support my music career, please. <laughs> yeah, because it's coming. No, anyways. where you um, get a freestyle? Dude, oh, it's 16 bars. That's right. Uh. No, we're out of here. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs> willow wellness center in high Point strives to deliver an inclusive accessible and non-judgmental approach to well-being by helping their clients find balance and peace in all aspects of life through massage therapy yoga reiki and a variety of group classes and now they're offering virtual yoga classes for yogis of all types including a free beginner friendly friday morning flow that you can take from the comfort of your own home visit willowhighpoint.com and check them out on social media at willowhighpoint to jumpstart your personal well-being today
0: the free pizza podcast we are on spotify itunes soundcloud just go on the google app store go on everywhere check us out on instagram facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet we'll do smokes niggles whatever y'all need thank y'all so much have a good night